Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 125 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, and it's an important and special one. It's a special about nomore.org, K-N-O-W-M-O-R-E.org.org. It felt like an important one. I'm not going to do a long intro because me and Dolan get into it. We explain what it is. Nomore.org is, in my opinion, a very important website that needs funding to get back online. And this recent election result makes it all the more important. And we discuss all of that in the podcast, so I won't ramble for too long. But what I will say is this week's podcast isn't brought to you by speechofelementrecords.com. It's brought to you by nomore.org. Because basically, and we get into this and there's, there's details at the end, but they need funding. And as I touch upon in the podcast, in the first 48 hours of each episode, over 20,000 of you download and listen to this. If each of you donated £5, then that would make them reach their target. Again, you're going to hear the podcast, you're going to hear why it's an important cause. But what I would even say is, even if you don't care about the cause, if if you enjoy the podcast and have, have listened to it for free for a while, people often ask me, how can they donate and support the podcast? I'm telling you now, if you go to nomore.org and watch their video and get involved in their Kickstarter and, and donate purely as payment for um, 125 episodes of free podcasts, then that'd be great as well. And B, again, he says at the end, quite rightfully, if you can't afford it, that's fine. If you if you can just tweet about it and push things out there. But yeah, I agree with all that, but I am, I'm going to reiterate, <laughs> if you if you can afford to, I'd rather... Like, like for this week, I'm not going to be hawking my merch to you as I do every week. I'm not going to be t- t- telling you about deals and offers. In fact, we're coming up to, to Black Friday, which is the one day of, a, of the year that speechdevelopmentrecords.org is closed. I close on Black Friday. dot com is closed. I, cl- I, I, I close on Black Friday every year because fuck your mysterious corporate holiday. Anyway, that's going off, off on a tangent. But yeah. I'm going to get straight into this and, and, and let you listen to this. Next week on the Traction Pieces podcast, there is a, a podcast network special with Jim Smallman, host of Tuesday Night Jaw, Susie Gage, host of the award-winning Say Why to Drugs, and Jason Reed, host of Stop and Search. And it's great. I recorded it earlier this week, and it's the four of us kind of having our Christmas party and m- meeting up and having a chat about the amazing year it's been that I've out of nowhere we've turned into a network and we've we've won awards and had hundreds of thousands of downloads of brand new podcasts so yeah it's really exciting so i hope you enjoy that but for now this is episode 125 no more.org special with me and b dolan this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. And there we are. Um, I'm joined today by Mr. B. Dolan. How how are you, man? I'm maintaining. I'm sipping um, this tea. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of an intense one. I should explain... We lined this podcast up um, a week or two back to do a special on nomore.org. In my mind, because of how important no more was going to be with 
a Clinton presidency and, and, and all of the shadiness that comes with that. <laughs> and then it's just suddenly become 10 times more important as the, the previously thought um, impossible happened of, of a Trump presidency. So yeah, we're recording this two days, I guess, after, or is it a day for you? Cause for us, it kind of came yesterday Today, morning. <coughs> today's Thursday. So it's been two days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after, after the kind of, I mean, to to say unexpected is a is 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 a weird thing because it's kind of a bit of both, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, it, it's it feels less unexpected for me. Um, yeah, that, like when it happened, I I was like, oh yeah, I knew on some level, <laughs> you know. But I think uh, I think the British yeah. have had that as well because of Brexit. And but uh, I mean, as you as you said in a tweet, I think uh, just before that, the people saying that that Trump can't win. Are replacing yeah. the Brits who were saying that Brexit can't happen yeah, yeah. And, and and stuff like that. Yeah. So it it's kind of we've already had one thing this year that everyone was like, I mean that'll never happen, and then it's yeah. happened. So yeah, yeah I, I, the, the, for it. the denial coming out of people's mouth seems so familiar after going to the UK. Yeah. And I was in the UK after Brexit too, and yeah, because uh, I guess we were just there in August for the Fringe Fest, and and it yeah, was still like. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go through it. Yeah, like we voted for it, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, like that would yeah. be a little unique to the UK and how you guys do stuff. But but yeah. I, I still hear <laughs> yeah. it here. Like there's still people here right now that are like, yeah, the Electoral College is not going to really let it. Like, yeah, no, they are. They they really are. <laughs> it's going to happen. They are. And, yeah. and, 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 and just all of the the fucked up scenarios that, that are being played out here, yeah. um, the fact that Obama is going to have to sit down and hand over to the guy that previously accused him of not being yeah. born in the country, yeah. has accused him of starting ISIS, of all sorts of stuff. And equally, the first black American president handing over to a nominee that had public backing from the KKK. Yeah. It's yeah. some fucked up scenarios, regardless of just the simplicity of a reality star has just got on, has, has just, yeah. has just got that. And equally that people that argue, no, it's because we're, we're sick of the politicians and that type. Well, okay. A, a millionaire who yeah. has spent years socializing with the Clintons and with all of these people that you're saying, this is a, a, a rally against or an outcry against. Yeah. That's the guy. That's your alternative. Yeah. And it's also uh, what we're seeing is the, is directly, I can draw a direct line from no more.org in the work we were doing there to yeah. what we're now seeing, which is that this is the first election we've had since the Citizens United decision where, um, we basically, or the Supreme Court decided that under the doctrine of corporate personhood, which is the doctrine of U.S. law that says corporations are granted bill of rights protections, right. w which is a, a huge problem that, cuts across all kinds of different uh, areas. Uh, Citizens United vote, you know, that Supreme Court vote means that money is speech and therefore the the money and speech of corporations can't be limited in our election system. And, and so right. now we have a millionaire who's just decided I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the presidency. Uh, yeah. He did it right I mean, before uh, us. Again, the, the, the main f focus of this podcast is to talk about no more, but obviously we can't ignore what's just happened yeah. so th the one other thing i wanted to touch upon is highlighting as well that we i'd it's weird i'd i'd prepped a facebook post that was equally morose expecting hillary to get in yeah. so, so again it's that realization that the yeah. day before the election 
stuff was still really fucking bad mm-hmm. and in a really bad way and needed a dr- uh, addressing regardless of what happened with the election it was a bad a situation and it made me think a lot of no more because it was uh, no more was the first place i heard a, a, a vote with your wallet mm-hmm. and the fact is the fact that going into this the vast vast majority weren't excited about either clinton or trump yeah and it kind of really proved how um how pointless our politics have come how senseless our politics have come the fact that i think this is the most high end it's ever been of a a lesser of two evils does did it feel like that in america i mean people always put that on the politicians and people always say they're all corrupt but this really seemed like the the two least popular nominees in the in the kind of in in the history of or in my in my um time on this on this planet (laughs) yeah yeah and you know i can't in the same way i can't say that this is we're in the worst reality now because um you know in the alternate timeline where hillary won you know everyone's patting themselves on the back and uh now turning a blind eye to things that you know last night we had thousands of american uh, there were three thousand just in boston last night um there were thousands at uh, the state house in rhode island um there had to be millions of people in the street last night around the country yeah I- instantly and it you know it feels like we've gone back to the bush years and then maybe further but in terms of dissent we've at least you know like i think we're about to see that kind of feeling again and that only happens unfortunately when there's a when there's a republican in the white house so 100 percent uh and and you know arguably the state of crisis that everyone is at whether you're talking about environmental concerns whether you're talking about the killing of unarmed american citizens uh you know immigrant rights um everybody's at a state of crisis where like we couldn't afford four years of of like settling in and screaming yes queen while hillary like drone bombed (laughs) our way into world war three um so yeah, it, you know, I talked to Sage Francis the other night on text and he was like, you know, hold, hold your head, man. You know, like every everyone everyone talks about revolution like it's this clean process or it's this thing that we can we can do and keep moving. Like, no, revolution is is dark and ugly and um it and America feels very dark and ugly right now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 100%. And it's it it is a fascinating one cuz yeah, it's it it's it's far from something to s- celebrate but it's the result that can't be ignored or yeah. can't be brushed exactly. under the carpet it's yeah. so in people's f- faces and it's interesting because again the, uh, what we're going to discuss is is how you don't have to wait f- four years now to yeah. to make a difference to have your say t- to be involved but equally i think one of the important things i've it's it's hard as a white British person to get too involved in this online because because yeah. the people at threat are the furthest from me. It's right. it's it's or, or as a white straight British person, it's it's everyone that's not white in America. It's everyone that's not male in America. It's everyone that's not straight in America are the people under the the greatest threat. But the thing that I've kind of been feeling the most is just wanting everyone to remember how this feels in this moment. And, and remember it clearly, because the fact is, we all watched from afar as there was outrage at Bush, and then he got in again. 
and you know it seemed like people were outraged for a while but but by the time the the opportunity came to make a difference uh, with your vote uh, which is one of the ways to make your voice heard everyone kind of was like no you can't you can't get in again let's yeah. forget about it so yeah it's that feeling of as horrible as it is to say to people remember how shit this feels yeah and 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 it's also, a, it's also an, a, an understanding of the threat too. And that's something like we've been saying to people for a very long time. Uh, there's a line in uh, the song, which side are you on? We're like, you're waiting till the victim looks like you to choose. Um, yeah. And that I think is really true in the sense that it's easy. If you're a member of a privileged group, you can hide behind that privilege to a certain extent yeah. and you can, you can ignore what's being done to black and brown people um in urban america um you, you don't have to be afraid <laughs> right like but, you literally don't you can go to sleep it's, but it's, it's, a, kind and of, it's yeah. a false security and i think that is what you know i see a lot of like white liberals in america losing their minds right now and, because they're like it's the end of the world well like yeah it was the end of the world yesterday too you just didn't feel 100%. The, the threat and so i yeah on the one hand it's absolutely a crisis for trans and queer people in America to have a vice president elected who thinks that they can be cured with conversion therapy. Like there's a unique kind of um, attack that is coming the way of minorities in this country, which is scary, but at the same time, equally scary and in the hands of, and coming from the same source. I think that's what's, uh, I keep going back to no more, uh, but it's okay. We're here to talk about no more, but, but that was one of the big lessons in no more was like the intersectionality of all of this is that we're they're the same in many cases the same companies the same lobbying groups the same ones that are you know backed by private prisons yeah are also you know the these circles of power are very small these circles of wealth are very small so a lot of the same people are behind the climate denial threat yeah. and and you know that is a threat to to you regardless of your privilege um yeah. you know like miami is is underwater right now <laughs> and their, yeah, yeah. their Republican governor won't say the words climate change. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's under threat right now. Yeah, you know, your, privi- your privilege might shelter you for an extra year or two, but believe it's coming. Yeah, completely. And is, it, it is an interesting one. Cause this was kind of a discussion I was having uh, with friends prior to this was for me, the reason Trump was the most, dangerous of the two options because again people it's a tough a tough one as well because i don't think everyone that voted for trump is a racist or a sexist or whatever else there's a lot of there's a lot of of mixed areas and people i would speak to would say i'm i'm voting against hillary i believe hillary is 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 crooked has 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 covered up pedophilia and all these different things and that's all all much for much but i felt on the damage that hillary has done the same people are behind her as a are going to be behind Trump in that way. Whereas the threat of Trump for me was the people he empowers publicly. Yeah. The fact that he empowers the KKK, yeah. whether intentionally or openly or not, the fact that he empowers a white supremacist, the fact that these people are going to rise up, as we've said, either way this went, and that was this conversation yeah. needed to happen. Yeah, and that there was happening to be either action. way. There too. was bad shit happening. So yeah. it was, but it's the it's 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 who the followers are and who it empowers that that scared me the most and made this the yeah the darker of the two choices. But yeah. as you said, if anything, it's 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 it's, it's woken a lot of people up. It's um yeah. yeah. 
and I, I, in, I, in 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 the parlance of 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 every internet person that wants to ang- I, I argue with any political statement i i make it, it a lot of people are gonna have to stay woke now so yeah so tr- trump <laughs> is forcing them to stay woke yeah. so at, at least there's that but yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got this angela davis quote i've been looking at that says in a racist society it is not enough to be non-racist we must be anti-racist yeah and i, I yeah. think that that's the real truth of the situation so you know it's it's uh, and you know like we sold these hats uh, earlier this year that said yeah. uh, make racists afraid again and were wildly popular blew up and went all over the internet and we raised about $3000 for the Southern Poverty Law Center and i think a lot of people bought those thinking they were fashion statements and i storm davis at strange famous actually was was kind of arguing with me the whole time we were selling them yeah. and he was like yeah he's like i don't know if people are buying these for the right reasons i don't i don't know if this is the right sentiment and and a lot of people i know on your pages too were responding with you know yeah. make racist love again you know like teach ra- yeah. <laughs> you know, like these like kind of ideals that i think again were born of like a a kind of ignorance and a, and maybe the shelter of privilege and not realizing exactly yep. what level of racism exists uh out there and, 100%. and, and, and there's a, what there's, people are there's willing a, to do for white supremacy in yeah. 2016. And so now, you know, like if you bought that hat, <laughs> now you got to wear that hat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, it's, 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 it's a tough one because again, there's, there's a lot of, it's easy to ignore that there have been times in the past where anger and violence have been a necessity and, 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 and have, have, have changed things for the good. People have had to be angry to get, to get active, to stand up, to get involved. It, it's a beautiful s- sentiment of make racist love again, but that's <laughs> yeah. not, you know, it's, it, it's not necessarily a, a, a it's not where option. we're at. It's not, it's yeah. just not where we're at. And I, I knew yeah. last year, having been to the UK, seen UKIP, went to Greece, saw Nazis in the parliament, uh, yeah. and, and anti-fascist there, you know, and knew, knew as soon as we saw it coming here and knew, knew as soon as there was a, I think a riot in somewhere in Southern California where some anti-fascists got into it with some skinheads. And it was just like, yes, it's it's time to like research the history of anti-fascist movements and organization. England has a a long history of anti-fascist, very successful anti-fascist movements. And yeah, it might be time to physically confront um, a skinhead or, you know, stand up, uh, put your white body in between, uh, somebody that is attempting to threaten someone else yeah. because of who yeah. they are. Completely. I mean, well, uh, let's g- g- get on to, on to knowmore.org. And the first <laughs> thing I need to do is the, uh, the last time we even – or it comes up a few times in podcasts, and I always have people asking me about the spelling of it. So it's, it's K-N-O-W-M-O-R-E.org. So it's no as in knowledge. Like no more about, org. No more about that. Yeah, because yeah. but it's weird because no more like no more that makes sense as well. Yeah, we like that. So, so we it's even more purpose. confusing. For a while, yeah. we own the no more. We own both domain names uh, for yeah. a while, but then yeah, people. I'm open to a name change also, but we can get to that later. <laughs> so, so what is no more.org? Let's 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 start there. Yeah, no more.org is a, a website that I created in 2005 um, with Sage Francis. I we had it was a very similar time to how it is right now. We had yeah, I had just finished volunteering for the John Kerry campaign. Talk about lame ass Democrats. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but it was the same. It was you know like the emergency of uh, we we must stop George Bush from being reelected. Anything you know, like to you know, anything but Bush. Uh, yeah, 
And so we all swallowed our pride. We all swallowed our differences. We all got behind this milquetoast establishment Democrat who, you know, <laughs> could never connect with working class people. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Physically went to New Hampshire, which is my nearest swing state, and went door to door and tried to convince working class people that John Kerry gave a shit about them, which was yeah. an, an exercise in, <laughs> in, in yeah. you know, feeling like a fool when it was over. And, and I was, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating one with, uh, with things like that and, and not to go off on a tangent again, but it's, it's the engaging of people who are going to, are gonna see the negative effects we had a similar thing in the uk where me and billy bragg and numerous others i went door to door in ilford because in ilford it was a bmp stronghold yet it had the biggest population of 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 indian and and african um, immigrants who just weren't going out and, and voting so it was going and knocking door to door and it's a similar thing in america that i don't know if it is the case already but it's not far off that white people are soon to become the minority or or, or, or not the majority over everyone else. People of colours other than white are to become the majority. So you'd think that engaging more people to, to stop those who are going to be pushing against them is, is a way to... To yeah. solve that and start to turn I mean, things around. But yeah, but yeah go on. we have a problem with voter suppression here as well, which kept yeah. a lot of black and brown people away from the polls uh, and by a very calculated effort that is also backed by corporations. And, um, and, 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 and ironically can be traced back to the last Clinton yeah. standing, right? It was it, the fact that one of the things that stopped Clinton winning is, is, <laughs> is the sins of her past as such, or yeah, the sins well, of her, her, her husband's past. Right. That has to do with, uh, felons not being allowed. People that have been locked yeah. up can't vote, which is, yeah. yeah, also a part of it. But, but yeah, you, continue on. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was just all this stuff. It was all this, like, where we are now. It was, okay, the, you know, the election has ended. This, you know, the, this weird electoral system that we've all been fixated on for a year and a half, this, stupidity we've been talking about this election yeah. is, is great. Cause it's, you know, it's like we discussed climate change, not at all in the debates, but hand and penis size was like a big feature of our political yeah. discourse for months. And, and just in the aftermath of this, you know, you, you can't help but feel like a fool. Like, wow, we've wasted so much time and we've accomplished so little on, yeah. on in the, in the political process and all this time and all this thinking we do about it, all these, organizing and writing and, and talking and saying, just saying the name Donald Trump. <laughs> How many times have yeah. you thought about that guy? And, and we have to stop talking about other stuff that's important. So to think, you know, like that every four years you can vote for who you like on this one day. And then I was looking at the other ways in which I vote, thinking about other ways I can make a difference and realizing through some of my own research and, and habits that, wow, like I, I vote once every four years and then I continue pumping money into people who support the complete opposite of what I just voted for. And I do yeah. that 365 days a year. Yeah, yeah. Every, every four years we go cast a vote for a sane climate change legislation and then we fill our car and give millions of dollars daily to people that fund Republicans and climate change deniers. Like I am, yeah. I vote against climate change every time I give money to Exxon Mobil, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we can't be too surprised with the results. And we can't think that this one day every four years is going to be our antidote. Yeah. Um, 
And so I was thinking about all that for myself and I was just wishing that there was a website where you could go and enter the name of any brand, product or company and just immediately see the rap sheet of like, who is this? So, all right, I just bought this Poland spring water. Let me put this into nomore.org, type it in. You get taken to Nestle who owns uh, Poland Springs and we see that Nestle has a history of workers' rights uh, violations, environmental concerns. Uh, we would break down every company's political influence and tell you which candidates they were supporting. Uh, business, yeah. business ethics, whether they treated employees good, whether they uh, had, you know, a CEO had embezzled money. And we rated all those companies and we let, we just gave people a quick visual guide that they could see, like, when I support this, this is what I support. And, yeah. and that's what nomore.org was meant to be, the, the Google of corporate crime. So we built that and we covered the entire global Fortune 500 uh, over the case, oh, over that's the amazing. course of uh, about 10 years. Yeah. And that was no and more. Again, it's great because it, yeah, yeah it, it it allows you that instant look. Because the fact is, there'll be two or three that that people will know. They'll either have like uh, again in 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 my first single, I rallied against a Coca Cola and Nestle. Yeah, but people would often argue, yeah, but are they really worse than Pepsi or are they really worse than than Mars? It's like, well, the fact is, I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's, it's, let's look it it's up. It's great to have a resource <laughs> yeah. like that. And go. Uh, uh, let's look because again, you can argue. Oh, they're all awful, and that's that could be true. But again, as we're seeing in in these elections, there's levels of awful. Yeah. And you know, it's it's your choice of 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 how far into that are you're willing to go. Yeah, and there's and there's people behind the things we're all fighting against that you know. Politics has the the effect of consolidating uh, who we think our enemy is. So we think our enemy is Donald Trump, or we think our enemy is Hillary Clinton. But once those people are in, you know, that obviously, and Donald Trump said this during the debates, and it, and it went. Over, I felt it resonate <laughs> with people. Was you know, why do you think that these people are giving Hillary Clinton money? Do you think they're giving it to her for no reason? Or, you know, yeah. clearly they are giving it to her because that money is an investment. These are for-profit institutions. So if they're giving her millions of dollars, they're expecting millions of dollars in rewards. Yeah. Um, and so when we start to look at that, we see that, you know, we're, we're in the streets saying Black Lives Matter, um, but the money we're spending on... Companies like AT&T is funding lobbying groups like ALEC that are writing legislation um, that is, you know, we're funding private prisons with our cell phones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that as all these organizations and, and now. And AT&T are about to become the biggest communications yeah. <laughs> company in, on, on the globe, right? Yes. They're about to literally be taking over everything. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's and scary. At this, and at the same time, then you see security activists and surveillance people who are concerned about surveillance and net neutrality are furious with AT&T for totally different reasons, which is that AT&T is incredibly ingress aggressive in helping law enforcement spy on American citizens and violate privacy all over the world. Uh, yeah. you know, AT&T is giving the government tools that they didn't ask for. I've been uh, yeah. you know, reading, uh, this book, No Place to Hide by Glenn Greenwald. And, and yeah, it's a great time to catch up and think about the NSA and the fact that Donald Trump is about to be handed the keys to this unprecedented network, you know, that, that is collecting and storing all our metadata. Yeah. We spent so much time talking about Hillary Clinton's emails. We spent no time talking about the fact that the government is collecting our emails and reading, you know, like the, it made me laugh um, in this last week of the campaign. 
they discovered 63,000 emails on Anthony Weiner's com- computer. And in nine days, the FBI came out and said, we haven't found anything important. And the Republican response was, well, how did they read 63,000 emails in nine days? <laughs> and the FBI was like, oh, don't worry. We can read 63,000 emails in nine days. And no one, no one was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that suggests you've got a huge infrastructure for yeah. reading a lot of emails yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, and you know that, and that's AT and T. And so when I talk about intersectionality and no more, I think that as as now it's time to fight, and now we no longer have a we we no longer have any path on the in the in terms of federal politics. We yeah, we're now facing the reality of Donald Trump for president with us, a Republican House and Senate appointing a Supreme court justice that could be there for a generation. Um, and so now the, the activists that I'm talking to and everybody I've been calling and checking in with the past couple days is, you know, we're, we're looking at the other ways we can fight back and it's going to be organizations like the ACLU, uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I hope that no more can be one of those. This, this Kickstarter was, created to kind of bring the site back up to date and put it online and staff it like a real organization, which is what it's kind of always been missing. It's always run on volunteer hours. Com- completely. Um, and and I think, uh, again, we can get into this, but it, yeah. it kind of, it, it's, it's, it's fallen into a state of disrepair over the years because of, of, of not having the funds or time or people to, to back it. But part of the reason for that is that it's not what I always liked about it and excited about it is it's not some, conspiracy theory website right it's 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 journalistically and ethically and 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 almost unbiasedly put together and made to go right we've done here's the research we've done here's what's backed it's not kind of saying well you know that these people (laughs) meet up in a barn with (laughs) these other people and and sacrifice virgins it's like (laughs) you know it's 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 a legit it's built with journalistic ethics, which is a weird statement these days, because yeah. ju- journalism doesn't particularly have journalistic <laughs> ethics, so it's it's, it's 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 a weird term. But yeah, yeah, that's one of the key things for it. I mean, to be fair, it can be used as a tool for all yeah. your conspiracy theory nuts because of the facts and information there. But yeah, it's built there for. <laughs> it seems rude to say normal people, but <laughs> regular day to day people to go right. I need yeah. it. I need this information. Yeah. I need this this source. Yeah, and this is the thing about no more and and conspiracy theories in general. After working on no more for for a decade, you know, when I hear conspiracy theories, I'm like, man, the people who are who own the world and are pulling the puppet strings, they do it right out in the open. There's yeah. no, like they they have secret meetings where they probably do like eat goats, drink goats' blood and shit, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. they just do that because they're freaks. But you know, yeah. like, <laughs> they're they're passing the the reins back and forth right in front of your face, and we're we're not yeah. resisting. And that. again, the the corporate access to to politics now means that it's all under corporate laws as such, which means that there's a level of transparency. So yeah. if you know where to look, it's literally there. It is in front of your face, but yeah. it's buried under a, 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 a swathe of, oh, it's, it's, it's too confusing. There's too much information or whatever else. It's like, no, there's, there's facts and record that can be proved and, and, and checked and double checked. It's, yeah. it's there. Yeah. And I think boycotts are going to be an important tool for us, uh, for everyone coming up uh, soon and the ability to just uh, exercise some kind of control or, you know, at least I, I, and, and we had great success with no more because 
as untouchable as a global multinational corporation seems, they are actually in very stiff competition with each other and at the mercy of stockholders and shareholders who, who trade stocks these days, like by the second. Um, and, and so when a company has a problem, that company is due to the nature of the global business market incentivized to immediately fix it. So if, if, even a small group of people start going at McDonald's and, and just, you know, making it hell for McDonald's, however they can. McDonald's mm-hmm. is actually where, where you might think in your mind, like, ah, oh, they'll just ignore you. They'll never answer you. Um, McDonald's, you know, like, or McDonald's is a bad example, but with American Apparel and what happened there, we realized that like, oh, wow, no, they'll, they'll, they were calling me on the phone. Like, we got to talk about this no more.org entry. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's talk about that. It's interesting because today, I believe, it's just been announced that American Apparel are closing all of their stores in the UK. Really? Um, I believe they're keeping a digital presence or, or, or something like that. But yeah. again, that's I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that that's down to no more.org, but, <laughs> but you, de- but you no, definitely was... had your battle with them. And you definitely, as I said, you had voicemails about this. I, so explain yeah. that story a little. I have my battle with Dove Charney. I, I actually really like the company American Apparel, which is yeah. the, the heartbreaking part about it all. Um, right. But yeah, we we uh, created a nomore.org entry about American Apparel because originally we were we were selling their shirts. We were printing up nomore.org shirts and people were seeing them and saying like, oh man, you should look into this company. They're not, they're not as good as they seem because American Apparel came out with their tagline which was sweatshop free made in the usa and was making a big deal in public about treating their employees very well Um, but when we looked into it um, because people asked us to we found that they had a dispute with a union called uh unite um where they had the union had accused dove charney the ceo of union busting of kicking them out and threatening to close the factory if they unionized and we also found a couple sexual harassment cases that were open against Dove Charney from employees who claimed he'd done all kinds of stuff to them. Um, And so as we do with no more.org, we would just put those news items. We no more.org was almost an aggregator. So it would just an initial scan of that company. You know, like we had a a journalist uh, on staff uh, who was often me. And then a couple volunteers who, you know, we, we just knew how to, works a couple different search engines. We knew a couple different good sources to check and we would just kind of compile at first. So, all right, here's everything on the internet about workers' rights disputes in American apparel. Here's what they say. Here's what the company says. Um, And so the, the rating wasn't even a bad rating. It was just uh, what we called like a yellow rating as in like, there's something you should check out here, Um, which is not uh, the, the next step would have been red, which is like, there's something that's really wrong here. So this was just something you should check out here. Something you should know about. There's a workers' rights dispute. As I said, I got a call from Dove Charney. I got a call first from a PR person. And then I figured out they were from the company and they said, Dove wants to speak with you on the phone. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the first time this has happened for me. So I'm like, okay, but I'm going to record the call because I'm pretty sure he's going to threaten me with some kind of legal action. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, okay, fine. You can record the call. So then he calls at the appointed time. And when I answer the phone, he's just screaming. He's screaming so loud that the speaker is distorting on my phone. And I'm wow. recording this and he knows I'm recording this. He's like, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to feed it to you. This is what you want. And, you know, he's he's just, yeah, he called me a Nazi. He called me an information terrorist. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, said, I'm, I'm eating a bullshit line constructed by a, a fraudulent union. And I challenge you to come out here and I'll open my factory to you. You can interview my workers. 
and you know you're like a punk, you're a punk kid with the website he's telling me like so because Damn. he offered me all this access i'm like okay we'll take that so i flew to los angeles i audited his fact i basically spent a year working on this um wow for no money you know like this just became it was just a challenge to us like you want to say we're not journalists like here's how journalists we are we produce like a 78 page report on the company but and you know some of his claims and and this goes back to a little bit of like hillary clinton and democrats laying down working class people he was claiming this is a corrupt union and when i went to investigate that union we found like as many horrible stories about that union as we did worse. Yeah. We, there was a 10 year old girl that showed up dead in New York city. They traced back where she had been in the past couple of days and she was working at a, a union factory shop that was just, you know, Damn. there's, there's corrupt unions that are just collecting dues and not representing working class people too. And so it was a really complex issue. We were talking about, uh, you know, stuff like feminists were kind of complaining about American apparel's ads. And that's a really hard one to pin down, but we, I sat with the head of their ad department and she gave me a book of all their ads from the past three years. And I brought it to some feminist scholars who wrote us up some like critique of it and just said like, here's, here's what they have to say. The company says this is women expressing their sexuality. Feminist scholars say this is the same crap Calvin Klein was doing to using a pedophilia aesthetic to sell underwear, you know? Um, and so we broke it all down. And, but while I was out there, um, the, the, company PR person took me out to dinner and suddenly like got very flirty, very, you know, like was buying me drinks and was just being very friendly. And she was schmoozing me, I guess, in industry terms. But part of that was her saying to me at a certain point, like, you know, this chick was fucking everybody in the place, like disparaging one of the people who had filed a complaint against Dove saying basically that she was like the office slut and slut shaming her. Um, And because of that, apparently, I was deposed in the case against uh, Dove Charney and ended up like, uh, yeah, being, I guess, used as evidence against him and what eventually forced him out of his own company. And we turned up new documents. We turned up video that had never been on the internet of Dove running around the factory in his underwear, <laughs> like goosing employees. Um, craziness. And yeah, it was, it was a shame because American Apparel had a really interesting business model. They, they, yeah. you know, they were, hypothetically good capitalists and ethical capitalists. They were, they were accomplishing their goals both ways was the idea with the vertical integration model. And the fact that they could change up styles quickly to stay ahead of fashion, but they could also monitor their entire production process and say, everyone in this building is treating treated good. And therefore everyone in our supply chain is treated good. And these are ethical clothes. The problem is there was just some Larry Flint motherfucker who couldn't keep his penis in his pants running the company. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. but damn that! I mean, that was that—that—that <laughs> that was obviously a huge part, and in many ways helped a, a legitimize No More Org for the the depth in which that you were willing to go to go right. If if we can have this access, then we're going to take this access. Yeah, and jump on it. Yeah, and and you know we're, we're we're willing to believe that it's possible for a corporation, and and that type of thing. You know, like that is the model if we subtract all the weird LA sex stuff, um, yeah. the, the idea, <laughs> the idea is not a new one. Henry Ford, you know, there's a, another interesting thing that kept happening in this campaign that no one talked about, um, was Donald Trump talking about why he paid no taxes at a certain right. point. And he was saying, uh, well, you know, 
I have a responsibility to my shareholders. Um, and, and when everyone was willing to give a millionaire, a billionaire, a pass for playing, paying no taxes for 10 years, they happily did so under that umbrella of, well, he, he has a responsibility to his shareholders. Well, the reason yeah. he has, they're right, but that law is a fundamentally unjust law. Like yeah. Donald, Donald Trump, what, what they're talking about is a decision between uh, the Dodge brothers and Henry Ford uh, had a lawsuit where the Dodge brothers were originally on the board of Ford Motor Company. And Henry Ford had this idea to say, well, I think we'd sell more cars if we paid the people that built those cars enough money to afford them. So yeah. I want to, I want to pay our workers a little more. Uh, right. And the Dodge brothers on the board of Ford at the time said, no, uh, you have, you owe us the most profit you can squeeze out of those workers in this company. And they took it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court favored the Dodge brothers. And so now there is a legal precedent to say, yes, Donald Trump has a responsibility to fuck over as yeah. many people as he can to pay to work his the system and finagle the system to, yeah. So it's things like that, that, you know, and that, that no more.org is really powerful in a lot of ways for consumers, for people, but it also made me aware of bigger things like that, of legal decisions and legal precedents yeah. and, and, and stuff we need to fight against too. Yeah, completely. It's, it's, it's interesting. You touched upon earlier that, that boycotting is, is going to be a key, a key th thing in years to come. And as you said, it is kind of easy to, to, to say, Oh, what, Oh, what can we do? What damage can be really made to a multi-billion dollar company? But one of the things you touched on at the start with the concerns over the make racists afraid again, hats, being sold as a trend is political awareness and social consciousness has become a trend now and that's not the best thing in the world but it's certainly not a bad thing so it, it, it means that it gives all the more power and if let me word this right if 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 the trend is big enough then as you said shareholders will have to pay attention to, yeah. to that it's not the case anymore that it's that one kid at college who's got a fuck coca-cola badge and yeah. is anti-corporation it's yeah. it's it's the bulk of the college now it's the bulk of the young people right. and because of social media and because of online petitions or just things sharing online is noise can be made and effect yeah. can be made that will make sh shareholders potentially s s sit up and go right this this is now having a negative effect on our business and on our uh uh, our image rather than in the past where you could sit in your ivory tower and go oh, we're still making billions F fuck those few people who are offended <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. it, there is more of an impact that can be had yeah i, I, I buy thank, that now thanks to the internet i mean you know we we created this website in 2005 that was three years before the global economic collapse um and we were talking about stuff like predatory lending practices corporate personnel we were talking about getting money out of politics over yep. a decade before this campaign. Um, yep. And yeah, I mean, we've seen Occupy didn't exist at the time, you know, and, and I, I like to think anyway, that as I, as, as I travel places and people talk to me that like sites like no more are part of a growing awakening and awareness and more and more people are, are, you know, at each of these junctures, more and more people get hooked into the network for sure. Um, yeah. And we, we see, you know, 
and yeah, it, it is going to add more bodies, um, just to have more bodies to the, the mob for lack of a better term. But you know, I remember the Bush years and I remember that you could get a million people out <laughs> in the streets. Um, yeah. and so, you know, regardless of whether, you know, it's a shame that it took this to get here, here is where we are. It's, and, it's, I, I, I think also it's, it's the realization that everyone in everything in life always wants one single solution that's a fantasy yeah. that that's not real no more getting back up isn't going to solve everything but hopefully as you said it can be part of the solution part of of many different solutions that that start to to go in in, in that direction yeah and and pull things together yeah yeah um so 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 let's talk a bit about the campaign to, to get it up and running yeah. again as said in as it got bigger and the and it was a skeleton staff of, of volunteers it it kind of became unmaintainable and to to, to keep up the fortune yeah. 500 or whatever became unmaintainable but it feels more relevant than ever now so you've done a kickstarter video and a kickstarter campaign that's kind of of, of trying to get the, the funding together to to make it happen again so yeah. what's the plan with that well it's a lo- it's, it's kind of a long history and like i there's a lot of people now you know my my personal reach is a lot bigger than it was in 2005 when i was having yeah. these fights with dub charney like i hadn't released my first album yet so yeah i i personally have a bigger base of support to draw from and more people to talk to about it and it's a long history and so a lot of people are finding out about it now and being like oh cool you know i've i've had an incredible rush of offers of tech help to my inbox as soon as this video went up. Like I had to create like a kind of a form letter, like, okay, thank you for your help. I'm saving your address. Uh, I'll get back to you when, and if we raise the money. Um, So there's a lot of excitement and support about it, but there's also a lot of questions from people that are sort of suggesting steps that we've already been through as an organization. So it's, it's kind of a long history. I didn't get into it all in the um, video, Yeah, but you know, when, when we created the site, basically crowdsourcing also didn't exist. So the best way for a large number of people to do something on the internet was wiki. The, well, Wikipedia had just come out. Yeah. And so uh, the original approach was like, okay, we're going to make this a wiki. Um, yeah. And the problem we ran into was we quickly realized Wikipedia, if your interest is a 17th century furniture, you can make a page about 17th century furniture. So yeah. like Wikipedia is a huge, very wide net um, yeah, and so it it amassed that critical mass of editors and and people cross correcting each other, and it became what it is. When we tried to make no more dot org, that we got two responses. One was that people were intimidated by learning the wiki software, and people were intimidated by the kind of information on no more and the quality of information on no more, and they didn't feel right. qualified to contribute to that. So yeah. the the idea that mass amounts of people are just going to do this. While I hear a lot of people asking me it on Reddit and there's a lot of like, well, why don't you just, you know, throw the database into a wiki? If we don't raise our funding goals, I'm going to consider that and I'm going to I'm going to try and like preserve this database of information that exists because it's the largest of its kind Um, and it can be applied. But. I I would caution people that we have already tried that and that didn't work. And and I mean equally and it's far from the best option and this is yeah. a, a a strange comparison but having f- family who all work um in libraries a wiki is 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 a constant torture and torment for them yeah. because of the lack of of people governing it and right. and backing it up it's it's become in our minds a reliable source 
yeah. or when it's far from it. And yeah. information like this, you're only as strong as the strength of your research and, right. and the strength of your sources. And it, it's, 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 it's too big a deal, I feel, to, yeah. to just throw open to the general public. Because if someone hasn't done their, their research and enough people back it or confirm it, then you've got inaccurate and falsified information on there and, and yeah. as as we've seen with numerous campaigns that weakens everyone's stance yeah uh, and again it's it's the classic uh conspiracy theorist thing of i'll listen to, to some conspiracy theorists and think man you're onto a really good thing there and then they'll say that one thing that just makes you go <laughs> right. oh no you're a fucking psychopath okay <laughs> yeah. now i i see i see you're you're insane and that's kind of of the risk of a wiki for yeah. a, a site like this i think it, it needs yeah. to be that um, and that and there's a by- large incentive for companies to to alter their information on it yeah it was it made us hugely vulnerable to attacks from spam bots because that that wiki software updates constantly so needs to be your whole database needs to be updated constantly so that again that's a job for someone that that was done by a volunteer named eric cooper for uh years um but eric's off to a different job now and um you know that and and again eric was you know and that's the thing about volunteer time and and, you know, volunteer time can be useful, but you are always at the mercy of volunteer time. Um, and and so I think that for this site to really properly work, a, it needs to be refreshed and updated. The database needs to be cleaned up. So that's, that's a job for a tech company. It probably needs some kind of design overhaul. It might need a name change as we were talking about with that weird confusion with no more that always would happen. It's like, if we're going to do, you know, if we're doing an overhaul that, that should be in the mix. Um, but it, it also really needs an organization to run it, and yeah. um, it needs it needs at least, uh, in my opinion, it needs at least two staff people. One of whom should be a legitimate nonprofit director, whose job would be fundraising. So that uh, because and that's that's you know more backstory that we could tell you that we've been through. Yes, we tried to fund this site with t-shirt sales. It ain't going to work. Um, you're not going to sell advertising on this website. We tried that. Didn't, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and they were, that, that's like weirdly, it. yeah, it's ethically murky water anyway. Cause it's like, yeah. who the hell wants to advertise with us as we, you know, audit their business for ethics. Yeah. And so, you know, like, so no more needs to figure out a way to sustain itself. And the way that's traditionally done is, is a nonprofit director whose job it is to write grants, talk to other organizations, partner with them, maintain a fundraising database. And, you know, if, if this works out, we're going to hand that guy probably 500 names of people that have already donated to this project and say, here's your fundraising base. Here's your organization. Yeah. You know, uh, be constant with these people, update them, make them members, bring them into the fold and r- run your business. Um, so a nonprofit director and a journalist, at least one yeah. journalist whose job it is to make sure that you're getting new content and stuff you want to share. Um, and that's what's going to propel it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting because um, I had a, a while back, I had a guy on called Dale Vince who runs a company over here called Ecotricity. And they, yeah. and they do clean electricity and it's all it's this big thing but his big turning point in his company was when he stopped thinking of it as a charity in a good cause and went no i need to run this like a company yeah this needs to be a run like a business i need right. to have employees that are paid to be doing a good job rather than, than, than volunteers rather than people necessarily everything being about donations and so on and so forth yeah it needs to be run professionally and that's 
the, that feels where no more is now. It's like, right, to, sure. to, to maintain this and to take this step, it needs to not be a living off or, or running off the goodwill of people saying, I'll spend it, I'll spare an hour, I'll help out with this. It yeah. needs to be from people who will say, look, I'll, I'll donate some money so that someone can put their full time into this yeah. and put their full um, efforts into it. And that's a personal ev- evolution for us too. Like in 2005, I was a, a lot younger. I guess I was, what, 10, 11 years younger, you know, like, yeah. uh, and since then, like I've run a successful business with this B Dolan shit. Like I, I, I understand yeah. now how that works as opposed yeah. to 11 years ago. And I was just like, we're all just going to come together and make it real, you know, which we did for an incredible amount of time. But again, crowdsourcing also didn't exist at that time. So now yeah. there's a, there's a way to do it. And eventually, you know, we just ran out of, you know, we were like, well, I can work on no more today, or I can do the thing that's going to keep my heat on. Um, yeah, which, you, yeah. know, you know, like if you're going to put that to people, you're always going to have something that sort of limps along, which is sort of yeah. the case, the case we're trying to make to people. And we've presented them with a big price tag, but it, it is the reality. And it's like, if, if this is really as great an idea as we all think it is, um, then let's like, who's willing to put their money where their mouth is? How far yeah. are you willing to try and share this and push this and put this and in it- front of people? And yeah, completely. And it's an interesting one. And the price tag you've put on there is big, but because it's realistic, it, it, it wants to make this work. And it's an interesting one as well, because it's rounded down. I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking about this earlier. And the fact is on in the first 48 hours, each episode of Distraction Pieces tends to get around 20,000 downloads mm. or, 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 or more. The fact is, if literally every single person had donated five dollars that's yeah. i mean that's a tiny amount yeah then you've reached your goal yeah you know it's it, it, it's such a small amount in in the reality if you look at it as a big number it's a right. big thing but if you look at it as even just the people listening here and i would also encourage i know that we've got a lot of listeners who are fan of fans of joe rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and fans of 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 mark maron's podcast i'd encourage people to hit those guys up because i think yeah. again it's a platform that no more needs and deserves and is of interest to people like that. So again, I'd I'd encourage people to hit up Rogan yeah. and and all sorts of other people. I mean, you've you've sat down with Russell Brand and discussed yeah. some of this stuff on the Trues. You've yeah. you've had these kind of people engaged and excited. It's a case of of getting mm. them again now and getting that uh, yeah that audience out there. And we appreciate your your bigging it up too. We uh, yeah through our channels we raised about seven thousand dollars in about the first week, um, yeah, but it's it's, it's plateaued. Uh, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely slowed down. So now is the time where I'm kind of talking to everybody we can talk to. And yeah, we're sort of racking our brains of like, all right, who, you know, like, let's make a list. Let's who, who would care about this? Mark Ruffalo, let you know, uh, yep. or media sites like Mashable or, you know, uh, Wired. This has a lot of, there's a lot of publications that might be interested in this. And I think while we're not going to hire a publicist, we are probably going to present it to people like, here's a list of people that, you know, go, go knock on their doors and say like, Hey, I really care about this project and I think you should take a look at it. And if you boosted it, it would make a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where we're at with it right now. Completely. And again, the, the the beauty of having the time to, to put great detail and effort into this. I, I, one of the things I've seen that I think has been one of the best and most positive things I've seen in recent years. I first saw it from, from killer Mike. I think it was, was the encouragement of, Again, of knowing who these companies are, and in that yeah. instance, it was it was to support 
black companies right. to say to, to black people, your dollar is as valuable as everyone else and you're putting it in the pockets of companies yeah. that are exploiting you or holding you down or supporting laws that hold you down and exploit you. So yeah. it's things like, it's information I like that that can also be on no more that can yeah. be part of it to say, look, here's, here's companies that are, are black owned or that support yeah. your communities or, or, or support this cause or that cause rather than simply here's the bad guys. You yeah. know, also going, here's, here's the fucking good guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and we did a lot of that. that we covered it. We covered a lot of really positive companies. Um, and yeah. And even issue based things. Like if you want to talk about the Dakota access pipeline right now, I could give yeah. you a list of 17 banks that are funding it. Um, wow. so, you know, it's, it's like you're sharing hashtags, you're sharing memes, Here's a list of 17 banks that you should call. And t- here's, the, here's the names of their CEOs. Here's the phone numbers. Because that was in the yeah. sidebar of every nomore.org entry. was the name and yeah. phone number of the CEO. Great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there's endless endless possibilities and applications. And we certainly need every tool we, we have. And again, it's, it's taking it f- if, if further than just a hashtag. And this is kind of – it's going off on a tangent, but it gets the, the spirit of it across, I think. I, literally earlier this week, I was cold-called – by um, an electricity and gas company saying that we can save you £10 a month on your electricity bill. And I was like, no, I'm good. And they were like, but, but why don't you want to save? No, they're saying, do you want to save £10 a month? I was like, no, I don't. They're like, why? I was like, well, because I'm with a company that's clean energy and I'd right. rather pay $5 a, or, or five, £10 a month extra and, and not feel that my money is going to some... like." And when your gas or electricity bill comes through, it's a bad day. It always is. You always look at it angrily. <laughs> when mine comes through now, it's not because yeah, all right. of their money goes into building more wind farms, more mm. more clean energy. So I could sit there on this cold caller and go, "Yeah, I don't care how much you can <laughs> save me. I don't want you to save me this money. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of an interesting one in that way. But uh, before we wrap things up, another thing that excited me about the video and the plans for no more going forward if the funding is met is we now live in a time which we didn't at the time of apps and yeah. and one of the ideas you you've put forward and want to investigate is cr- creating an app that in a store you can scan a barcode and get the breakdown of that company of who they are of who owns them of who's behind them of where their money's going so you can have that real world augmented reality access to yeah to this database rather than just i'm going to go home and study or read up you know i mean it could be like as simple as that scan here yeah and it's so funny that that was our so adorable to look back at my my decade ago self like it was (laughs) like a caveman like i was like there could be i remember when we created the site because we were always thinking about that point of sale we were always thinking about like how how do you get people information in like the critical moment where they're looking at like two products on a shelf and they want to know which one to get and and at the time i remember being like we could make some kind of device that would attach to their keychain (laughs) (laughs) that would attach to their keychain and then you could ever you'd have it everywhere you go but it would have like a little computer in it uh and then we were just like how do i don't know how do we manufacture that we don't have factories uh (laughs) now you kind of you you, you kind of invented the smartphone i invented the smartphone without realizing breaking news (laughs) (laughs) 
They can have it everywhere, and it's got a computer in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, this is a good idea. A computer that you'd always have. Someone um, heard that and went, this is a great idea. I mean, <laughs> fuck all your corporate responsibility yeah, hippie nonsense, right. but the actual, the initial idea, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is lovely. Right, that's why we didn't make it. We realized you'd have to make them in China, and you'd have to have yeah. suicide nets in your fucking factory to yeah. prevent people leaping off the buildings. Again, yeah. I mean, there's, a, a, and again, there will be n- n- nerds jumping out, and I'm sure you've had this on the video yeah. already, arguing you're saying this, but you're making an app for a phone that's built unethically and so on and so forth. But again, there's, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You're not going to find a one stop all in solution. There has to be uh, steps along the way and, and, uh, and, uh, and a process. The fact is 90% of the people in, 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 in the country have one of those. Right unethically made phones in their pocket right. or whatever else so yeah. again you've got to use what's there you've got to uh, uh, use the yeah the tools that, that are available and that's and that you know i mean and and also there's other tools that will scan um things in the store for you and give you various kinds of yeah. like I, i've been made aware of like there's a couple other like ethical consumer type things um yeah. and so yeah the the scanning at the store in the store is ideas is dope and it's exciting um, and it's a possible use of an app and it's us thinking about like, okay, well, you know, like where is the next place that the internet is going to um, and how do we put no more.org there and, and make sure that that's part of what we offer people and what people can do with that device in their hand other than just yeah. send people fucking emojis. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, and so yeah, the database, the database is so huge and the database is so full of valuable information that it can be used in any number of ways. It could be used like that to read barcodes. We also created a, a Mozilla approved um, API that it was like a Firefox add on. So any website you were on as you're shopping online, um, it would pop up a little no more.org oh, rating wow. bar right next to the shit you're looking at on Amazon. That's um, great. And, you know, so that's another application. And, and there's, you know, there's all kinds of ways this database could be applied. And then it would all lead back to nomore.org, which is the larger site that educates you further. Because, you know, I think that the level of crisis we're at is too extreme for us to just say like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to buy Nike. I'm going to buy Adidas. And that's, you know, like that's going to fix workers' rights. Yeah. When in reality, especially facing what we're facing now and, and realizing who's in control, of Western civilization, we need global unified solidarity from workers, from yeah. people that are about to be affected by climate change. We we have global issues now that we have to fight about and, yeah. and realizing the way that things we're buying are connected to larger emergencies um, yeah. and, and how to make our voice heard and how to make a dent and how to get some re- reactivity from the people in control. Yeah. Completely. So, 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 how can people donate? How can people get involved? Where do they need? They can go a tip up and 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 to be blunt and sad at this stage, it's the donation that counts. Yeah, I feel. Do you know? What I mean, you yeah. you you will no doubt have a lot of people offering their expertise, offering their time, yeah. and that's awesome. But at this moment, yeah, it's getting to that target that that yeah. that makes all the difference. As I said, it can't be. It, you you got very far before but you hit a wall running on the on on volunteers and the kindness of strangers in that manner so where yeah yeah, so where can people donate and watch the video because the video has got the phone call from um yeah yeah, your american apparel guy yeah so that's (laughs) that's worth watching 
purely yeah. for that. He sounds very angry. <laughs> he is so angry. Uh, no more.org. If you go to the website, it takes you right to the crowdsourcing campaign. Otherwise, yeah. uh, we made a short link, which is x.co slash fund KM F U N D K M. And that's, that's where you'll find the Kickstarter video and crowdsourcing yep. campaign. And yeah, if you don't have money to donate or you need to donate money elsewhere right now, that's, I understand that. And, and, you know, like that's, yeah. that this is uh really offered in, in humility to the internet too. Uh, we put this work in, we, I know that we made a dent uh, doing this. And it, I know also know that it's entirely possible that we won't hit these funding goals or that people might decide they need to give to the ACLU. They need to give to Planned Parenthood. They, you know, like people, yeah, they need to give to Haiti. You know, the the world is on fire right now. Completely, um, it was it was one of the beautiful things of when I first spoke to you about this was that you were kind of saying, "Look, we're floating this to see yeah. if the world needs this. Yeah, if they no, don't, no if, if they don't, it's yeah. done. Then that's cool. I'm not yeah. going to be offended or hurt. But yeah. what we're doing here is going. Look, here's what we could do. Do you want right. this? Right. Is this something you want, or would you rather continue on how you are? Yeah. Would you rather ignore things or equally would you rather it do you feel the focus has to be elsewhere? Right. It's kind of putting it up there and going, look, here's here's the target. If we reach this, then goddamn, yeah. we're gonna make something yeah that, that, that you want and need. But if yeah. you don't feel this is the way, then yeah. cool, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna be enriched by it. It's actually people are <laughs> a couple of people online were like, This guy's trying to get rich. I don't know how that works, but I realized <laughs> like, no, this is gonna cost me money. <laughs> Like, if, yeah. uh, like you know, if we reach our goals, you bet your ass I'm going to cough up, like, you know, I did my personal finances. I'm like, all right, I think I can give, like, you know, 15, two Gs right now. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to give money to this. Uh, and then I'm going to, you know, if we reach our funding goals, we're going to hire someone. We're going to do a request for proposals. And then we're just going to hand it over. My job and Sage's job in terms of no more, we've realized the most valuable thing we can do is talk about it in interviews yeah keep kicking raps make friends with people that you know like can spread the word further yeah completely uh, well you know like we don't have the day-to-day ability even to, to run this like it needs to be run and arguably we shouldn't be the ones um so yeah, i agree um so yeah um uh, you don't have to agree that fast you could act <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys aren't bright enough to run a company god damn it just just get just get back to rapping and meeting people <laughs> yeah but yeah so you know go to go there uh share the link uh, right now if people don't have the money to donate we're asking like just sh- shoot it out all over the internet we're talking about mashable submit it to sites like upworthy um you know if you got a rich uncle that wants to match donations holler at him uh yeah you know like um because that's the thing the fact is everyone listening now and everyone that hears about it they can do something yeah do you know what I mean? I said, yeah. even if it's a tweet, a push, or if it's donate money, or if it's going, oh, oh, what f- forum would this work here? Where would this go down well? Yeah. Then they can do something. So again, it's trying to get that involvement. And yeah. I think we're at a time where people are feeling the need to be engaged For in sure. shit. And yeah, again, completely, are... almost unexpectedly, but yeah. the time is now where people are going, God damn, I, I feel do, helpless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah. can I do? I need to take yeah. some kind of action. So, And that's yeah. the feeling that this site was born out of. So my hope is, you know, that, that this will be the moment that it gets uh, what it deserves. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, th- thank you very much. I'll one more spell it out. K-N-O-W-M-O-R-E dot org. No more dot org. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you very much. And and you're on Twitter and, and Instagram and everything and Facebook. Be Dolan, SFR. SFR. So yeah. 
people can keep up and, and get at you there. Thank you very much for coming on and talking, sir. Thanks for having me, Pip. I'm going to press stop now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Squibbish Pit's Discretion Pieces. There we go. Again, as said, I didn't do a long intro. I'm not going to do a long outro. We've laid it all out there. If, 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 if you feel that this is something that the world needs, then pop over to nomore.org. If you're listening on, on ACAST, then you, like, you can literally click a link now that will take you to the, the Kickstarter campaign. So, yeah. Get involved. And either way, if you can share this, it would mean a lot. It's important. I feel it's an important cause. I feel it's needed. As I mentioned in the podcast, if you can hit up people like Joe Rogan, um, his, 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 his bookers, um, in Young Jamie, um, again, they're all easy to find. Brian Redband's got a good podcast. He's a Sage Francis fan. Um, hit people up and say you'd like to hear B. Dolan on their, on their podcast. And 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 send them the video that um, that breaks down the uh, what no more is and things like that. Um, I've I've hit them up myself as well. Obviously, you're probably thinking, but these are people you know and have met. I've hit them up, but again, it's 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 public demand helps. You know, if if you guys are shouting about it, it gets noticed. It's how I got on Joe Rogan's podcast. Eddie Bravo had mentioned some of my stuff to him and played some of my stuff but it was the fact that you guys kept tweeting about it saying you need to get Scroobius Pip on that Joe was like what's up dude come and have a chat so yeah stuff like that works thank you for tuning in I'll see you next week for episode 126 it's the Distraction Pieces Network Christmas Party until then